Have you done something you feel is unforgivable? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Stephen Bizarro, who was on our previous show, who killed someone in a gang fight and was left with that very question. You know, I think that we tend to discover or decide or believe based on what we've been raised with, what is the worst sin there is. Mm-hmm. And we can compare ourselves. I know for me growing up, I always knew there was a God. I didn't know how quite to get to him because he was distant in my opinion at that time when I was younger, but I was a little afraid that, you know, he would smite me if I did the wrong thing. And so for me growing up, there were times where I felt like I was a pretty good person, you know, compared to other people. At least I didn't do that. You know, I didn't kill someone or I didn't do this horrible sin. But honestly, I was doing really reckless things, hurting other people, lying, cheating, probably even stealing. And I thought, well, it's not as bad. But to be honest with you, where's the line? Will God forgive people like me in that situation where I was actually doing wrong or even someone who was murdered? Yeah. I think we all organize in our minds, you know, what things that are done are unforgivable and what things can just be forgiven. Mm. Things that we feel are more common. Well, everybody does it. So, you know, that's very forgivable. Mm -hmm. But things that are less common, for example, you know, killing someone, murder, adultery, maybe things that you know, in our mind, we can scale up that's higher. Yeah. Say, oh, you know, that is unforgivable. That, mm. that is the worst thing. Right. Until you do it. Mm. And then you're the one who fits now in your category wow. of doing the worst thing. Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? Right. And I think that could cause someone to start to seek forgiveness. Right. And, you know, the Bible speaks about that forgiveness, you know, in Acts chapter 13, 38, it says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And the man this verse is referencing to is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So Jesus Christ came to forgive us Mm -hmm. and to give us forgiveness. And I think a lot of people miss that. They say, well, I'm a good person. I don't need forgiveness. But we don't only need forgiveness of our big sins, we also need forgiveness of our small sins because a debt is a debt. Mm -hmm. And just because everyone has a little bit of debt, it doesn't pay off the debt. We still need that payment. Mm. And Jesus Christ died on the cross for that very payment. And I think what's comforting to me when I read in the Bible, there's a verse that says, yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. So while we were doing wrong, Jesus died. And part of being healed from that unforgiveness in our own hearts toward others is receiving that forgiveness from Jesus and saying, wow, thank you that you died for me. Please forgive me of my sins. And then we can forgive others also because he forgave us. On top of that, it's a daily walk with God. Just like when our kids mess up, make mistakes, they say sorry for what they've done. It's not just a one-time thing. That's how it is with the Lord. It's a daily walk. I'm sorry, I blew it today. Right. Well, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we first must confess to the Mm -hmm. Lord. So it doesn't matter what you've done. God has the power to forgive you if you repent and turn to Him. Let's hear from Stephen after the break. 
Real Life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Stephen Pizarro, and he grew up in a fatherless home, desiring wisdom and someone to guide him, to direct him and protect him. He ended up in a gang at 16 years old. He started doing drugs, drinking, and just getting in fights and doing whatever the gang was doing. And though he felt like, wow, this is family and I feel protected, he was actually putting himself in harm's way. At age 18, something happened where a drug deal went bad. In a moment of self-defense, Stephen shot and killed the drug dealer, and we're going to find out what happened. Let's welcome to the show, Stephen. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Kathleen. Yes. So I understand that this was so fast. Now, you didn't know if he lived or died. You guys just took off. Tell me what was running through your mind at that time. Were you scared of the police catching you? Were you going through shock? I mean, it would be very difficult. I'd be wondering, did the guy die? Yeah, I definitely wasn't a saint. I had did bad things in my past. And, you know, mentally, I was just not right. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I really didn't, like when he had fell on the ground and everything like that, instead of the correct thing, instead of, you know, going out and seeing if this person is okay, me in that situation, that mindset that I had, I was like, man, I'm getting out of here. I'm running, you know, so what? It is what it is. This guy shouldn't pull a gun out of me, whatever. Right. So, like it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was like my first instinct. It wasn't until later, a couple of days later, that when I started to calm down and everything like that, that it hit me. Like it really hit me. Wow. And when you say it hit me, were you thinking, wow, did this guy die or did you already find out? So I found out that he had passed away maybe a couple minutes later. And I actually went to the sheriff's department and turned myself in and told them what happened. Oh, wow. And yeah. So you went into the sheriff's office. You must have felt the burden of what you'd done. And some people, they wouldn't out of fear that (laughs) I'm going to get caught. What happened from there on and how did your whole story start to unravel? Right. So actually the people that were with me, they ended up getting arrested as well. And they actually all turned against me and they ended up charging me with first degree murder with a firearm and like a couple other charges. Wow. They put me in jail. They sent me straight to maximum security. They didn't give me any bail. And I was supposed to be there for at least, uh, they were telling me like three to four years just waiting to deal with my case. Mm. And where was God for you in all of this? I mean, did you know of God? Did you believe in God? Or how were you thinking at that point? Did he even come across your mind? Well, I mean, that night I knew what I had done and I knew, you know, I sinned against the father, you know, I sinned against God. So I had basically crossed the line by taking another person's life that's on a whole nother level. And crossing that line, it turned me into thinking that, hey, I'm unforgivable. I've done something that's horrible. And like, how do I continue? How do I grow? How do I even smile? How do I smile again? How do I be happy again? How do I like just a whole hurricane of thoughts going up and down, negative and positive. Mentally, it was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through and will ever go through in my life to just figure out what do I do here? God, you know, what do you want me to do here? How do I respond? How do I deal with this? What do I do? Oh, man, I can imagine, you know, that depth of where it really took you. And then you start pursuing God. So how did going from there go to pursuing God? It's amazing. Believe it or not, you know, I know it's very difficult, but I speak really in my situation that was really horrendous and really difficult. I recognize God reaching out to me 
And in that, I decided to open up the Bible and I decided to not come to God with any obligation or any prerequisite, but to do this the way that he says to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was in that that I just went before the Father and went before Christ. And I just completely dove in 110%. And in the midst of an impossible situation, it wasn't likely for me to pray passionately and just sincerely and just seriously. But in that, because of his mercy and grace... God responded and the Lord just reached out and he began to show me who he was as God. And he began to show me who he was as a father, you know, as a good, good father. Mm. So how did you find forgiveness during that time and that struggle? So I think the gospel of Christ, it's the gospel of love and it's the gospel of forgiveness. And I just decided to believe it. I just decided to believe it with all my heart and soul. And doing that, believing in Christ and believing and reaching out as hard as I could, as passionately as I could, and seeking Him and wanting to be healed and wanting to be made right with Him, He gave me His peace that surpasses all understanding. And He started giving me these things and these gifts and these just amazing things that He would bless me with. But I think beyond that, I can honestly say the peace that surpasses all understanding, that was one of the greatest things I've ever experienced in my life, the peace of God. That he gives his children. And when he gave me his peace, you know, he's telling me, hey, I forgive you. I love you. I'm with you. That radicalized my whole life. Wow. And not only that, he was merciful in the sense that you were supposed to go to prison for many years, but things didn't happen that way. You actually were released and got freedom. Tell me how many years you ended up in prison and how you got that freedom. So I was supposed to be there for three to four years to fight that case. There were so many things that were against me. It was going to take time. But I ended up only spending 18 months in jail. And everything that was against me, at the end of those 18 months, the Lord turned around for my good. And I ended up being released and acquitted and let go and released of those charges. Wow. And through that, you had the opportunity to really make amends with people and ask for forgiveness and really turn your life around. And now you are sharing the love of God with other people, Mm -hmm. trying to help young people to realize what they're looking for is the love of a father, which is the creator of heaven and earth and of them. Is there anything last that you'd like to say or mention? Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say that there's nothing in this world, nothing, there's nothing that can compete There's nothing that can be on a scale. There's nothing that can come even close to the tangible, real, almighty, powerful love of Christ Mm. towards humanity, towards us on the earth today. It's real. It's powerful. It's life changing. It's life altering. And it's really simply not being afraid and just believing Mm. and doing it the way that God wants. And the way that God wants, it's in the simplicity of the things that he tells us in the Bible, in the gospel of Christ. It's a very simple gospel. The Lord is just very straightforward. And if you just do these things with a sincere heart and an honorable heart and obedient heart, the love of Christ will radicalize your life and it will pull you out of a pit. Mm -hmm. It will heal you of sickness and it will just lead you in a path of identity. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Well, thank you so much and God bless you. And we're going to pray for those who are listening. You know, Father God, we just thank you so much for this awesome testimony. But really, this is speaking to someone here. It's so easy to get to the point where you feel like you've done something unforgivable. But according to the gospel of Christ, he came and he died for your sins to forgive you and to give you a forgiveness, not that man could give you, not that you could even give yourself, but that only God can give you. He came to die to reconcile you back to him. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, we take a moment. 
We receive you. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. We ask for that forgiveness now. Mm-hmm. And this is our way of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. <laughs>